Welcome to the West Side Audio Message Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message. And if you're looking for more ways to connect with West Side Assembly of God, feel free to check us out at www.westsideag.org. You'll find all the information about our service times, upcoming events, and opportunities for you to plug in and get connected with West Side Assembly of God. Additionally, you'll find a complete online archive of all of the previous and current messages absolutely free of charge. We hope you are encouraged by this week's message, and thanks again for downloading the West Side Audio Message Podcast. Verse 18, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to make a public example of her, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream saying unto him, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take Mary to be thy wife, for what is conceived of her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Someone shout Jesus. For it is he that shall save his people uh, from their sins. Uh, now all this was done uh, that was spoken by the Lord, by the prophet, uh, saying, Behold, the virgin uh, shall be with child uh, and bring forth a son, uh, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, uh, which being interpreted, God with us. Uh, and Joseph, being raised from sleep, uh, did as the angel Lord bid unto him uh, and took unto him his wife. Uh, and uh, uh, he knew not her uh, until she brought forth her firstborn son, uh, and she named him Jesus. Someone shout Jesus. Matt, Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God uh, unto the city of Galilee named Nazareth uh, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Mary. Uh, and he was of the house of David. Uh, and the virgin's name was Mary. Uh, and the angel came unto her and said, uh, Hail thou, uh, our highly favored. Uh, the Lord is with you. Uh, blessed thou amongst women. Uh, and she saw him uh, and she was troubled at the saying uh, and cast in her mind uh, what manner of salutation this might be uh, and the angel said unto her uh, fear not Mary uh, for thou hast found favor with God uh, and behold thou shalt conceive in thy womb uh, and bring forth a son uh, and thou shalt call his name what he shall be great and shall be called the son of the, of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be? Seeing I don't know a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And the power of the Most High shall overshadow you. Therefore that thing that shall be born unto you uh, shall be called uh, the son uh, 
of God. Lord Jesus, I pray today. I thank you, O oh God, for another time, another opportunity, O oh God, to stand in the sacred desk, O oh God, and break open the seals of this sacred book and declare your truths. I pray in the name of Jesus, O oh God. May, O oh God, the hearts of the people be open, not just in this church, but those who are listening by the internet, those who are listening by podcast, those who are listening by video, God, may their hearts, oh God, be open. May their ears be attentive, oh God, to what you have to say to us. Lord, hide your servant behind the cross that none of me is seen, but all of you is seen through me. May I preach, oh God, with authority. May I preach, oh God, with unction, oh God. And Lord Jesus, may folks be set free, saved, healed, delivered by the power of God because the Spirit has a word for the church today. We pray this now in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I was trying to come up with a title for the message. Many times our pastor will say he has a difficult time coming up with titles. And many times that's a preacher thing. It's kind of difficult to come up with titles from time to time. But the title that I came up with, and I had a lot of titles that came to mind. I thought, what child is this? And I thought Mary had a little lamb. How many of you guys know that song? And so I was debating between those and many other titles. But when I began to watch that video and I began to hear that song, God the Holy Ghost said that's the title for the message today because for a moment, just three minutes, you begin to put yourself in Mary's shoes and you begin to ask the question, Mary, did you know? So the title of the message today is Mary, did you know? Look at your neighbor and say, Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know, as our story or the greatest story ever told uh, begins to unfold before our eyes in our text today. Uh, I'm going to try to go as fast as I can go today. Uh, But uh, as our text uh, begins to tell us, uh, it says in the sixth month, uh, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Nazareth to a virgin by the name of Mary. Let me just stop right there and just say to you, number one, God knows who you are. God knows who you are. It says that he went to the city of Nazareth and he went and saw a virgin by the name of Mary. Not only does God know who you are, but God knows your name. God knows uh, your situation that you're going through. Uh, God knows the trials uh, that you are struggling with. Uh, God knows the things that you like and don't like. Uh, God knows the things uh, about you. Did you know uh, that he knows how many hairs uh, that are on your head uh, and how many you lost in the last 30 days? He knows you. He knows you. He knows you better than you know yourself. It says, and he went 
to the city of David, I mean to, uh, to Nazareth, to a woman, a virgin, by the name of Mary. Let me encourage the virgins in the house today to the men and the women in the house today huh, who are not married. See, I'm not married either. I'm still taking resumes, so you keep praying for me. But the single folks up in the house today, let me speak to you today huh, because God was speaking to a virgin huh, by the name of Mary huh, who took a stand huh, for her virginity. Huh. May I tell you a thing? Huh, there ain't nothing wrong huh, with having your virginity. Huh. There ain't nothing wrong with saving yourself until you're married. Are you hearing me today? I don't care how, how, how good looking the boy may be. I don't care how, how pretty the girl might be. It's not worth it. It's not worth it in the long haul. It's worth saying on your wedding day, I kept myself right. I kept myself pure before you. Don't you let anybody take what God has given you. Some of you may have lost your virginity, but God can restore it again. And once God restores it again, don't you let the devil or don't you let any kind of creature comfort take it away from you. You got to learn to be like Joseph, run from Potiphar's house. Huh? Huh? You've got to keep your cloak there. Run from it. God saw a virgin by the name of Mary. And God had a message for Mary. Some of you thought you just came in here just to sing a song today, didn't you? Some of you thought that you just came in here just to sing Christmas songs today and say Merry Christmas to folks. No, you are here by divine design, by the Holy Ghost. God knew from the very foundations of the world that you would be here today just like Mary was in Nazareth. God knew that you would be here today and God has a message for you. Some of you is a message of deliverance. Some of you is a message of peace. Some of you is a message of hope. Some of you is a message of salvation. Some of you is a message of peace. But God has a message with your name on it just for you. It says that by the way, I'm a black preacher, by the way, so I like, I like participation and folks to help me preach, just in case you're curious about that. And it says, Mary, the first thing that the angel Gabriel said to him, over to Mary was, fear not. Now, isn't that interesting? Brother Ron, we live in a very fearful world today, don't we? We live in a world that folks are afraid of everything these days and age. We live in a world of folks uh, anxious of uh, what's going to take place. Uh, and the first thing that the angel said to her uh, is that fear not. Uh, why did he not want her to fear? Uh, because if you fear, uh, you'll miss the revelation. Uh, if you fear, uh, you'll miss what God uh, has to say to you. He said, fear not, for I bring you good tidings. You're going to be, the, uh, you're going to give birth 
to the Savior of the world. That was the message that he had for her. And you know what the first thing she said? How shall this be? I don't even know a man. Isn't that the same question we ask today? How can it be that God can take care of my family? How can it be that God can give me peace of mind when I feel like I'm losing my mind? How can it be that you can bring me out of this stormy situation? How can it be that you can turn my mess into a miracle? How can it be that you can turn my trial into a testimony? How can it be? Am I preaching to anybody today? Huh? You ain't no different than Mary. How can it be? Ah, but God said she may ask that. So tell her, the Holy Ghost. (laughs) The Holy Ghost shall come upon you and the power of the most high shall overshadow you see we seem to forget about the holy ghost but he's not a watered down person he is god the holy ghost and god the holy ghost can turn situations around god the holy ghost can lead you god the holy ghost can guide you god the holy ghost can turn your mess into a miracle god the holy ghost can Turn your trial into a testimony. God the Holy Ghost. Oh, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. And the power of the Most High shall overshadow you. Therefore, that thing that shall be born unto you shall be called the Son of God. Mary, did you know? I ain't started preaching yet. <laughs> Mary, did you know? Look at your neighbor and shout, Mary, did you know? And Mary, as she received that, she said this, let it be so according to your word. Mary's fear went to faith. Faith, the substance of things not seen, the evidence of things hoped for. Faith, steadfast trust and assurance uh, in that what God has said, uh, he has the power to perform it. See, some of you, God has said some things to you, and guess what? It's going to come to pass. If he said it, it's going to come to pass. So she said... Let it be so according to your word. I join my faith with your message. And she came to the place that she said, Lord, use me and don't refuse me. For surely there's a work that I must do. And even though it humbles, even though my husband thinks I'm crazy and want to divorce me privately, even though I may be ostracized and criticized for my stand, Even though the world may not understand. Even though they may say I'm crazy and lost my mind. Even though 
for you. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll say what you want me to say. I'll be what you want me to be. Let it be according to your word. Mary, did you know? Look at your neighbor and shout, Mary, did you know? Number one, Mary, did you know that your baby boy will be a special baby? Matthew, our text says that, our text says in Matthew chapter uh, uh, Matthew chapter 8 uh, it says uh, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise uh, when his virgin Mary uh, uh, when the virgin the mother, uh, mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before she came together she was found uh, of the Holy Ghost his incarnation was special I still believe in the virgin birth I still believe in the virgin birth. 73% according to the Pew Research, 73% of Americans, adults, believe in the virgin birth. Believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. One third of Americans have no Pacific religious affiliation. Yet... We live in a day and age, and pastor can testify of this, we live in a day and age that the virgin birth is under fire. The virgin birth is under attack. The virgin birth is under assault. The virgin birth is under attack by the world. Pagan, pagan unbelievers who are anti-God, anti-Jesus, in their thinking, laughs at the church because they believe in the virgin birth. One book said that they said, and I quote, Jesus was an illegitimate child by a Roman soldier and that Mary with the Roman soldier had a love affair with Mary and they had a love child. Some believe that Mary and Joseph was married, but she conceived unwittingly by a neighbor that came at night and slept with her, and she gave birth to the Savior of the world. These so-called, these anti-Christian, anti-authors, ones like Hugh Schofield, who wrote in his book, the, 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 the Passover plot, he said, and I quote, Jesus' birth was a natural birth. He was a natural son of Joseph and Mary. There was nothing particular about the birth of Jesus Christ. He went on to say that Jesus was not the son of God, but was the greatest masquerader that ever lived. And that he went around masquerading and acting like someone he was not. So-called theologian. And so-called preacher said with his church leader that the virgin birth at best is a myth of all kind of sorts and a fairy tale. So-called preacher laughed 
and said, the virgin birth, that's laughable. He said, and I quote, the virgin birth is nothing more than an Andy Crap comic book that we read in the funnies. But my, 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 my Bible says. My, 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 my Bible says that the virgin shall give forth to son and you shall call his name Emmanuel, who is God with us. My Bible still says and the Holy Ghost shall come upon you and the power of the Holy Ghost shall overshadow you. There for that thing that shall be born unto you shall be called the Son of God. If there was not a virgin birth, then the sinless Son would not be sinless. If there was not a virgin birth, then Jesus could not be 100% man and 100% God. If there was not a virgin birth, then he could not save us from our sins. If there was not a virgin, if there was not a virgin birth, he could not heal the sick and raise the dead. If there was not a virgin birth. But I got some news for you today. The virgin birth was a special birth because the virgin birth declares to you and declares to you and declares to me that that which was wrecked and ruined has now become reclaimed and renewed and revived and restored. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. The virgin birth declares that that which was wrecked and ruined, and let me give some other language, was messed up and jacked up and broken and in ruins has now in Christ become reclaimed and renewed and recovered and restored. Broken dreams and shattered lives. God has put back together again. You know, many of us can testify this to be true. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for Jesus. My life was going on to a devil's hell. I was on my way to hell. But Jesus lightened my pathway. And begin to direct me to the place I need to go. But Jesus. My body was full of cancer. My body was full of sickness. Just yesterday I was at Walmart. And there's a cashier by the name of Charles that was checking me out. 
And he saw the stuff I was checking out. And he said, what are you checking out? I said, I'm getting a bunch of stuff from my Sunday school class. And he said, you're a Christian. I said, yes, I am. I'm a preacher. He said, oh, he got excited. And he said, you know what? I love to talk about Jesus. And I love to talk about what Jesus has done for me. So I said, what has he done for you? He said, a year ago, I was in the hospital. Had sickness in my body. About ready to have a triple bypass surgery done. But one year later, I'm right here, cashing and working at Walmart and telling folks about the goodness of God. I said, is, is it Jesus? And he said, it's nothing but Jesus. But Jesus. I was going to lose my mind and call it quits. I've, I've seen that before. I remember being in Seattle, Washington on the evangelistic field. A man came up to me and said to me, you don't know me. He said, but I'm an alcoholic. He said, I came to church today to have somebody tell me that Jesus loves me. He said, you don't know about my situation. He said, I was going to leave this place. I was going to get into my car. I was going to go into one of the back roads. I was going to take my gun from the glove compartment. And I was going to blow my brains out. Because I felt like there was nothing worth living for. There was nothing there for me. And no one loved me. But I came in here today. And I heard you preach about the love of God. And I gave my life to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I'm going to live for him forever. I'm here to tell you today Jesus can set people free but Jesus my marriage was on the rocks but Jesus turned the thing around but Jesus was about ready to file for chapter 13 I just barely rubbing two nickels together to make the ends beat the meat but Jesus turned that situation around and took care of me. But Jesus, uh, someone shout, but Jesus. Uh, someone shout, but Jesus. Uh, someone shout, but Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Precious Jesus. His birth was special. Are you still with me? His birth was special. It says that the angels on that day talked to the shepherds that were down there. See, some of you guys think, oh, the shepherds were just keeping the flock. But you don't understand the shepherds were an outcast. The shepherds could not get in. The shepherd was out of the blessings of God. And that's where the angel came to the outcast shepherds. And he had a message for them. And he said, fear not, for I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all people. For born unto you in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. 
And this shall be the sign to you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes uh, and lying in a manger. And then the angel said, I need some help in here. Uh, you know how folks say they need some help? Uh, how preachers say they need some help? Uh, this angel said, I need some help in here. Uh, I need the angels to help me here. Uh, and the angels got out and helped them and said, uh, we'll help you preach this message. Uh, and they helped him by saying, uh, glory to God in the highest uh, and on earth. Uh, Peace, uh, goodwill uh, towards men. Well, it was declaring to us, Christ has come. Christ has come. In a hopeless world, Christ has come. In a world that seems to be going to hell uh, in a handbasket, Christ has come. His incarnation was special. I mean, I mean, his dedication in the temple was special. Brother George has said that he took the baby. They took the baby into the temple. And they went to dedicate it. But they didn't know that there was a man named Simeon that was there. Praying for the longest of time. Fasting and praying, Brother Don. Your Bible says that he was staying there waiting until the Lord's Christ was going to come. Here comes Mary and Joseph with the baby to present it before the Lord. And Simeon began to hear the sound of the baby. And he grabbed the baby and said, this baby, Lord, now I'm ready uh, to go to heaven uh, because my eyes have seen uh, thy salvation, uh, which has come to me. Not only did he, uh, not only was it Simeon there, but there was a, a prophetess by the name of Anna that was there. And she saw the baby and prophesied and said, your baby is going to be a special baby. His baptism was special. John the Baptist, you guys remember that John the Baptist, that shouting preacher uh, that every day shout repent uh, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Uh, he only had one message. Uh, the message was repent. Uh, on Monday he preached repent. Uh, on Tuesday he preached repent. Uh, on Thursday he preached repent. Uh, that's all he said. Uh, repent. Uh, so the leaders uh, of the Jerusalem came to him and said uh, are you the Christ? He said I'm not the one. Uh, they said who are you then? Uh, they said I, he said, I am the voice of one preparing the way of the Lord to make his path straight they said well who are you then when's he gonna come he said when he comes I baptize you with water but when he comes he he when he comes he has shoes I can't even untie but when he comes he shall baptize you in the Holy Ghost and with fire. Here comes Jesus. Jesus. John goes, wait a minute now. Behold the Lamb of God. It takes away the sins of the world. I, you need to baptize me. Now, now I baptize you. And Jesus said, no, no. We need to fulfill righteousness. He baptized him. He brought him up. 
And here is one of the arguments against the Trinitarians, those who are anti-Trinitarian, because you see the Trinity in action. When Jesus came out of the water, it says that the dove, the Spirit of God came down on the dove and sat upon him. And a voice came from heaven, that was God the Father, came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, of whom I'm well pleased. His message was special. Wouldn't you love to be there on the hillside and to hear Jesus preach? The greatest preacher ever to preach the message. Wouldn't you love to hear him on the hillside say, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they alone shall see God. When you love to hear the stories of the parables of how he will leave the 90 and 9 and go after that one that's away from God. When you love to hear the parable of the, the woman with the lost coin, how he swept the house, she swept the house uh, that she had uh, until she found that coin. Uh, and then when she found that coin, uh, she celebrated with her friends, uh, saying, This coin which I have lost, uh, I have found. Wouldn't you love to hear the story of the lost son? Turned away from God. Was in the cares and the things of this world. Came to himself and said, Father, I come back to you. Wouldn't you love to hear those stories? Wouldn't you love to hear his message? His message was a message of love. His message was a message of grace. His message was a message of joy. His miracles were special. He turned water into wine. Now, this is a funny one because I can tell you, and most people that have been in the church can tell you this, that most sinners know two verses. Jesus turning water into wine, and don't judge nobody. true turning water into wine taking five loaves and five fishes and feeding 5,000 people and feeding 4,000 people Sister Cassandra have you stopped and thought about that when he fed the 5,000, he was in the midst of all the Jewish people. And he was letting the Jewish people know and his disciples know, I am the bread of life for the Jews. When he fed the 4,000 with just five loaves and two fish, when he fed the 4,000, he was feeding the 4,000 in the midst of Gentile people. And he was letting the disciples know that not only did I come for the Jews, not only did I come for God's people, but I I'm the bread of life for the whole wide world. And if you eat this bread, it'll fill you up and satisfy you. His miracles, his healings were special. There are times in which Sister Ruth, he would take Mud, spit in it, 
create a mucus. Create spindle. What is he saying there? He's saying he's the creator. He can create anything. And he took the mud and put it on his face and sent them out. And when they washed, they were healed. There were times in which he spoke to the mute and the mute spoke. There was times in which he laid hands on people and they were healed. There were times which he spoke the word and his word brought healing to people. It lets us know this. and This is something that church folks struggle with. It lets us know that the methods change, but the message is still the same. The message is this. I am the Lord your God that healeth thee. Are you still with me? His healing miracles, which shows us that he was a special, special baby. Number two, Mary, did you know? Look at your neighbor and say, Mary, did you know? Say, Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would be a sacrificial and submissive baby? Now, Jesus not just came just to heal the sick and raise the dead. He just not did come just to walk on the water. Uh, he, just did, he, did, he just didn't come to this earth uh, to do miracles and signs and wonders. Uh, but the main purpose uh, of his mission uh, was to seek uh, and to save uh, that which was lost. He was a spotless lamb. There was no spot or blemish. In him. He was a submissive son. He said, I do not speak unless the Father speaks through me. Oh my goodness. We should learn that, shouldn't we? Especially us Pentecostals. He said, I do not speak unless the Father speaks through me. He was submissive, and his focus was on the cross. Even there was a time in which after he told the woman at the well, his disciples came to him and said, do you want something to eat? He said, I don't want that meat. And they thought, well, somebody, somebody gave him something to eat. He said, no, no, my meat is to do the will of God and to finish it. His eyes was focused so much that your Bible says in the book of Luke that they tried to prepare themselves in Samaria, but they did not receive him in Samaria because his eyes was like flint towards Jerusalem. And even the time in which all of hell began to come against him in Gethsemane's garden where he was pressed. Some of you, you feel pressed right now. Some of you feel pressed by the world, pressed by the devil, pressed by things. Did 
Jesus was pressed by the weight of the world. How do I know that? Because his sweat became drops of blood falling to the ground. He was pressed by the sins of the world. But in that time of pressing, he submitted himself and said, Lord, let this cup pass away from me. But Lord, let your will be done. I used to pray, Lord, make me. Lord, mold me. But when I went back and read that again, Jesus is not saying that. Jesus is saying, Lord, break me. Break me. It's not about my agenda. It's not about my program. It's not about my ideals. It's not about my way of thinking. Not my will, but thy will be done. Jesus Number three, and I close with this. Are you still with me? Have I preached too long? Because I'm really starting to wrap this thing up now. I'm about ready to preach this thing home now. So I really want you to help me here. Number three. Are you ready for it? We have Jesus. What? He's a special baby, right? He's a sacrificial baby. He's a submissive baby. A son. Fourth thing. Third thing. He was a saving baby. Your Bible says, and you shall call his name. Watch this now. For it is he that shall save his people from their sins. Jesus went to Calvary to save a wretch like you and me. There. That's love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Christmas is not a time of getting. Christmas is a time of giving. He gave his son. But before, sister, you can understand about him loving the world. Before you can understand of him loving your neighbor, you got to understand the simple truth. God loves you. Ooh, good God. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. And he loved you enough to save you. Do you know that every drop of blood that fell from Gethsemane's garden to Pilate's palace was because he loved you. He was wounded for our transgression. He loved you. He was bruised for our iniquity. He loved you. The chastisement of peace was laid upon you because he loved you. And here's the thing. Because he loved you with his stripes, 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 we are healed. Huh. Close this thing out. 
because he loves you. He loves you. It wasn't the crown of thorns that pierced his head, that made his head turn to a watermelon, that kept him there. It wasn't the nails that pounded into his hands until arteries began to burst and break that kept him there. It was his love for you. His love for you that kept him there. Hear his love spoken on the cross. The first thing that we hear of love See, now some of you are saying that's got nothing to do with Christmas. It's got everything to do with Christmas. Uh, Christmas without a cross, uh, Christmas without Christ uh, is not Christmas at all. Mm. The first thing he said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Forgive Peter for denying me three times he even known me. Forgive the disciples that when the going got tough, they ran out. They cut out the back door. Forgive Judas for 30 pieces of silver, the price of a slave. He sold us out. He sold me out. Forgive Pilate for not listening to his wife. And listening to the crowd, for his wife said, have nothing to do with this just man. Forgive him. Forgive the Pharisees who were blind and could not see who I was. Forgive the nation. Forgive people. Forgive you, Jay. Forgive you. Forgive you. Forgive you. Forgive me. Someone shout, he loves me. The second thing we see is this love. The thief that cussed him out and wanted nothing to do with him began to change his mind and began to say, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Can I tell you something? Don't you ever give up on your unsaved loved ones. Don't you ever give up on your kids. I don't care how sinful they are and how much the son of hell they might be. As long as the heart still breaks, there's hope. I know this to be true. My cousin last year, Layville, I did his funeral. One of the scariest things that I did not know is that I know he was not saved. I remember going to pastor crying and saying, Look, I, I have a difficult time doing this funeral because I don't know if he's saved or not. Because Layville lived it up. Layville lived in the world. Layville drank it up. Layville lived it up. And Layville could care less about the things of God. So I called his wife, my cousin, and said, did Layville give his life to the Lord? She said, oh, yes, he did. She said, the last days before he died, he kept dreaming about a preacher preaching the gospel to him. 
And every time he will wake up, he will say, where am I at? And then he went back to sleep uh, and he heard a preacher uh, preaching the good news uh, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, And he woke up again uh, and said, I'm hearing this preacher uh, preach to me about the goodness of God. Uh, I'm hearing this preacher uh, telling me I need to get right with God. Uh, I'm hearing this preacher. I think it's Russ. That's what he said. I hear this preacher preaching to me. Every time I go to sleep, I hear him preaching. His wife said, what is he telling you to do? He said, it's time for you to get right. She said, well, are you going to get right? He said, yes, I did get right. He said, right there, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Right there, I said, God, I can't do it like this anymore. I can't live like this anymore. I can't do these things anymore. I need you to set me free. I want to tell you today, I don't care how far your loved ones are. I don't care how far in sin that they are. Jesus can set them free. (laughs) Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, out of love, today, not next year, today, not next week, today, not four years from now, today, you shall be with me in paradise. My time is slipping away from me. I will go into Jesus' love mamas, but here's the thing I want you to end with this. Jesus, taking his last breath, because he loves you, he looked towards the annals of time, and he saw you, and he saw you, and he saw me, and he saw you. He saw the condition that you were in. He saw that you was a sinner in need of a savior. He saw that you was hopeless and reckless and needed a savior. He saw you. And when he saw you, he said, it is finished. Such love. Such love. Such wonderful, glorious love that God should love a sinner such as me. That God should love a sinner such as you. How wonderful, how wonderful is love like this. Amazing love, how can it be that God should love a sinner such as me? Oh, how he loves You and me. Oh, how, Fred, he loves you and me. How do I know that? Because he gave his life. What more should he give? Oh, how, oh, how, oh, how, oh, how he loves you and me. you enough to save you and he saved you to what he saved you so that you have access to the father he saved you that now you're justified 
that now you're glorified, that now you're in his eye. He saved you because now you're in the beloved and he loves you just the way that you are. He saved you that old things are passed away and now old things have become new in him. He saved you that nothing can separate you from the love of God because he loved you. Neither light, neither height, nor depth, nor anything created, nor anything around you shall separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. He saved you that you don't have to go to hell, that you can go to heaven. Hey! He saved you and took your guilt away and given you peace with him. For now there is no more condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, to them who walk not by the flesh, but by the Spirit. Here's the thing he also gave you. He gave you peace and joy. My goodness, this Christmas season... You're going to be around family members as they're opening up their presents. You're going to be around friends who are trying to find joy. The world out there as we know it is seeking and searching for joy. They're looking for joy and peace in toys and tinsels. They're looking for joy and peace in a gift that will be no good three years from now. They're looking for joy and peace in Santa Claus, in Rudolph, in the drummer boy in Christmas trees and Christmas lights and giving but this joy that I have the world didn't give it to me this joy that I have I didn't have to pay 90 bucks to get it this joy that I have I didn't have to max out my my credit card just to get it this joy that I have I didn't have to call some 900 number and ask some shrink to give it to me this joy that I have I didn't have to drink it nor shoot it nor snort it nor put it within me all I had to do sir is to bow my knee to an old rugged cross and Jesus Christ will fill me with the joy and peace that the world can never give Here's the last thing. Shout, he's closing. Shout, he's closing. Which means absolutely nothing at all. But it sounds good and preachers use it. Here it is. Here it is. He saved you. What did he save you for? He didn't save you so you could look pretty on Sunday morning. He didn't save you so that you can go to church. He didn't save you so you can sit in your favorite pew and sing your favorite songs and clap your hands and shout and go about your way. No, 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 no. He saved you so that you can tell other people about Jesus. Uh, I'm going to close now. I'm going to preach this thing home now. Watch this now. Watch this now. The last account of the shepherds. Am I preaching all right here? 
The last account of the, of the shepherds in the Christmas story is this. And they went and returned home, praising God and talking about all the things which the Lord has done for them. Can I tell you a thing? The reason why God saved you is for you can tell everybody that Jesus is the answer. He's not an answer. He's the answer. Not just today. Not just tomorrow. But he's the answer for every season. Every year. <laughs> Go tell it. Uh, somebody's got to tell it. Somebody's got to sing it. Somebody's got to testify of it. Somebody's got to witness it. Somebody's got to live it. Somebody's got to tell it. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is Lord. Somebody's got to make it known that it's more than just a prayer that we pray. That it's more than just a book that we read. That it's more than just a service that we're a part of. For there is only one name, one name given unto man. That man can be saved. That's the name of Jesus Christ. Watch this. And it is time for preachers. It is time for leaders. It is time for the church to declare it like heroes from the housetop. Someone shout, Jesus saves. Someone shout, Jesus saves. Someone shout, Jesus saves. Someone shout, Jesus saves. Someone shout, Jesus heals. Someone shout, Jesus delivers. Someone shout, Jesus is the answer. This, this. Is Christ the King whom shepherds guard and angels sing? Haste, haste to bring him more, the baby, the son of Mary. God rest, ye merry gentlemen. Let nothing you despair. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we've been gone astray. Oh, tidings of come, comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort, comfort and joy. Mary, did you know? Why did I pick that title today? Because I want to change that question mark and straighten it out today to an exclamation mark today. Mary did know about her little boy. Mary did know that the baby that she had was the king of kings and the lord of lords. Mary did know that he would be the deliverer, the savior, the healer. Mary did know that he was alpha and omega Beginning and end, the light of the world, the good shepherd, the answer for the world.
Mary, did you know that your baby boy would be the Savior of the world? This Christmas season, we have a gift that we can give to hurting, dying humanity wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Here's the wonderful thing. It's not a gift that will last just for a day or for a moment, but it's a gift that will last forever. For it is he that shall save his people from their sins. Lord Jesus, we thank you, O God, for your word. Thy word is a lamp unto our feet and light unto our pathway. Lord, we thank you that your word gives strength, gives deliverance, gives hope. I pray today, let it do its work, O oh God, in the midst of your people. Lord, I preach exactly what you told me to preach today. And I pray today, right now, let souls.